to episode 104, where wow. if you were in studio, you would have seen my terrible impression of a whale. That oh, is that what that was supposed to be? That was a whale? <laughs> that was a little early, too. You're a little early, too. Didn't he do the last, like, two weeks ago? He got in there early. Yeah, he did, yeah. You are Listen, way. You are just getting Mr. premature. Q. Yeah, premature broadcaster. I am <laughs> So I wait. Who the hell? Oh, I am Patsy the Angry. Oh my god! Okay, speaking for the of record, that was your wife that said premature. By the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that was me. I said premature. It's a word he's uh, quite familiar with. Um, <laughs> no, speaking of whale, remember a couple of years ago we were at the cave and we were swimming in the pool. Oh, excuse me. Um, there's a good thing that you guys are listening to this and not Spiders actually in the studio. Um, Whoa! Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow. Agent Nicole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Are you, Are you kidding? <laughs> 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 wow. Talk about derailing the fucking show. And we'll see you next Thursday. Um, <laughs> no. So we were at the cave. We go to the cave every year for our anniversary. We stay at this place that has this great pool and you know sometimes if, if there are other people in the pool with us like he'll behave himself but when there aren't other people like in the pool when it's just <laughs> him and I he tries to get me to carry him first of all which I almost drown um, and, but he does this and he's like I'm a whale <laughs> and he does this thing I put my hands at my <laughs> side and I just like Put my Flap. hands out like, like flippers. He, he flaps his hands like they're they're flippers. Like, but on the I side. have my arms to the side as much as I can. And he pretends to like he tries to breach to the left, and he's Gosh. just like, <laughs> I can oh see goodness. it. Splash! It's like I'm a whale. Look at me, I'm free Willy. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I am Patsy, the angry nerd. <laughs> Who's next, Johnny? I am Patsy the Angry Nerd, and uh, apparently I am also a whale. And uh, Stick with Patsy, and you'll have a whale of a time. Oh. Wasn't that the tagline for a local theme park? Whalem Park. Whalem Park, you'll have a whale of a time. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that joke's run its course. You've krilled it. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Also joining us is the Ironborn, not a whale, uh, non-quitting, non-spitting, Agent Nicole. Hey, who said it? Who said it? It's a phrase that a lot of people say. Yeah, a lot of people say it, do they? Mm. Reach for the stars. Spitters are quitters. (laughs) Agent Nicole, everybody. Sorry. Sorry, hi. She's not sorry. She'd do it again if she got the chance. Do it all day. <laughs> also Every joining day. us, the uh, literal opposite of Buck Showalter, uh, Johnny Wolfenstein. What does that mean? <laughs> well, he didn't well, want to get a trouble you are not, last week's You intro. are not an old, uh, out-of-shape, angry man. No, so. that's you. No, <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm just you, hitting you my act pride. like it. I know. I'm <laughs> always like, like, ah, it. my back. Ah, my tinnitus. Uh, oh, yeah. To touch on something I talked about last week, uh, some of uh, somebody's help me. 
hashtag somebodies. You're never alone when you've got somebodies. Uh, one of them, and, and that this person will remain nameless, uh, recommended a uh, an audio program for me, and I installed it on my computer. And he's like, yeah, you know, you have to kind of mess around with it a little bit, you know, kind of get it the way you want. And so I started it, and it created the most horrific feedback loop. Like, I think my ears are still ringing two weeks later. And I was like, Jesus, fuck, what did you do? He's like, oh, yeah, it'll do that. I was like, oh, thanks for the heads up. I swear he was watching me through my webcam just to see what I would do. But uh, Do other people watch you through your webcam? For free. <laughs> so we are again joined by the Lizard Queen, uh, Kristen, who finds all lizards equally delicious. <laughs> uh, Kristen, how you doing? You doing all right? Yeah, yeah I'm fine. Uh, Kristen, you were very excited to do this episode. Yes, I am. Because we... Uh, we actually went to like all four of us. What the fuck, dude? I don't get an introduction. I was say, oh my wow. god! You already had your introduction at the beginning. Is it because I called you a whale? <laughs> <laughs> you threw me off. And the luscious lush of my life, the beautiful, the talented Michael Phelps of wine. <laughs> oh my god! Also, dick. Ashes is here. In you case know, you didn't can we know. Just Do you remember? Show? Okay, so I'm going to kind of kick it back a little bit. So there used to Kicking be this show on Nickelodeon called All That. Yes. Okay, and there this was back when Amanda Bynes was adorable and a little girl and, and not, not on drugs and yeah. an alcoholic. Nickelodeon is an anagram of um, liked no cone. So there was this uh, ongoing... Like a shtick that she did called Ask Ashley, where she would sit on her bed and she would answer your letters like you would write to her. And it would be like, you know, my friend Susie, you know, has a blue ball. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> Dear Ashley, do you want to do some meth? <laughs> sure. Has a blue ball. <laughs> So Susie's got blue balls, and she's riding a 12-year-old girl to determine the solution for that. I, I'm just going to leave that alone. But anyways, yeah. And, and then, then like, she's she would, like, spitters she or quitters? You, no, she would give you advice, and she would be like, you know, trying to start to kind of, almost like a, a dear Anne, like an Anne Landers type. She would start giving you this dear really Annie. nice advice, and then, like, she would start getting all... Like flustered and frustrated, she'd be like, "You know, you wouldn't even have this problem if you didn't have any stupid friends to begin with." You know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Nope. Yeah. It was the no, same way. It was called like Ask Keep you Ashley. Away from the glue. That's me. Yep. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to answer more of your letters. Dear Ashley, you ever drunk Bailey from a shoe? <laughs> so yeah, she's here too. Um, so that's that's a thing. So, talking about this uh, this film we're talking about today, that look. She's like, meh. <laughs> You're not scary. Uh, we've been over this. I am big. I am scary. And I have scary toofies. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hit yourself in the face with a microphone. All right. This is off oh to a good start. I am, I am glad that nobody <laughs> responded over Twitter to be on this show. <laughs> so... We're talking today about the 2017 film uh, 
American Stan? Yes. American yep. Stan. That's it. Uh, it's a, uh, a film that we all got to see. Uh, the three of us, plus Agent Nicole, mm-hmm. all went to the premiere in Boston because it was cheap. Plus, I think Nicole only went because she thought John Bradley was going to be there. Yes, well, she did. he was actually okay. So he was supposed to be. It was a rumor. It was. It premiered at the Boston Film Festival. It was the East Coast premiere of the film, and it was actually the first premiere of the theatrical film in its entirety. So yes. that was like the final cut of the film what you see now like if you were to go out and purchase it or rent it like that that theatrical cut that you see that is you know what we saw and we were the first audience to mm-hmm. witness that and they were having a Q&A with the director Ash Advilson of um, Sumerian, Sumerian Records, Records. Um, he was the writer and director and producer um, and he, he wrote was there. Of the songs. Yes, uh, he was there. Um, Andy Biersack was there, who plays Johnny Faust, who is the character we are talking about today. Um, For those ben- of you who are unfamiliar with Andy Sack Black, <laughs> so Andy, Andy Biersack. Hold on, I, I, I want to okay. explain this because okay. this, this irritated yeah, yeah, me. You, you explain so, it. So Andy Biersack is the lead singer of the Black Veil Brides in. A couple of years ago, we went to Warp Tour, and there was this guy who is a solo artist, and he was singing, and his name was Andy Black. And I was like, wow, this guy sounds a lot like Andy Beersack. And she says, are you kidding me right now? I said, no, like he sounds a lot like Andy Beersack. And she goes, that's who that is. I'm like, then why the fuck is he called Andy Black? Well, that's his stage name. Wait a minute. If Puff Daddy could be... Puff Daddy no. and P. Diddy. P. Diddy. No, that's not what <laughs> so irritated much. me. Puff the Magic Dragon. That's not what irritated <laughs> Puffy me. Puffy Wuffy. Why isn't he Andy Black, lead singer of Black Veil Brides, when you have Chris Motionless, who is the lead singer of Motionless and White, and you have uh, uh, Johnny Who, who is the lead singer of The Who. That's and not how that works. Steve Beetle, who is the lead singer of The <laughs> yeah, Beatles. that's not oh how that like, works. Like, it should that's, be switched around. Okay. So anyways... He was in it. Okay, yes. So Andy Biersack, lead singer of the Black Veil Brides. Confuses me. Played Johnny Faust, who is the character we are talking about today. Um, he was at this um, panel, the Q&A panel. Uh, ben Bruce was also there. He plays Leo Donovan. Uh, he is of the band Ben Bruce, not Leo Donovan. That's the character. Um, ben Bruce is the guitarist of the band Asking Alexandria. And we, I, I, it was rumored, it was um, mentioned in a couple of the like press, uh, releases. press releases and stuff that John Bradley was going to be there. You know him Damn as him. Samuel Tarley from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, Sam he ended Slayer. up not being there, but it was still a really good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Olivia Culpo was uh, also there. Oh, yeah, Olivia Culpo was there as well. Uh, she plays Gretchen, the love, love interest, interest yeah. in the movie. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar, this is a totally true story that actually happened. Um, ben Bruce's full name is Benjamin, but it wasn't always Benjamin. Like he was playing a guitar one day, and his friend, uh, the snob, was all like, 
what are you doing? Like, what have you been doing all day? He's like, oh, I've just been German. Oh, my God, that's a great rock and roll name. And so he changed his name to Benjamin, but he pronounces it Benjamin. Okay, so I feel like I need to clarify a couple of things. The reason why Patrick is talking like that is because they are British. (laughs) So that's just not like a a, a choice. Like, that's... (laughs) Thanks for coming to our movie, you wankers. (laughs) Have some crumpets. The snob is the snob is Danny Warsnop, lead singer of Asking Alexandria. He is also the pioneer of the fire safety uh, procedure: snop, drop, and roll. Oh my God. Let him lose. Just let him lose. I'm just. Um, uh, I've been holding these in for a long time. Wait, wait, no, you haven't been holding them on in. on the show. I have. Okay, because we've heard these. Plenty of times. If you're ever on fire, snop, drop, and roll. <laughs> Are you done? Are you done? Not talking about cinnamon rolls or gender rolls. Just snop, drop, and roll. Okay, you're oh done. Yes, yes, you are done. So Snop it was it. really cool. <laughs> oh my god! Don't start, Kristen. Sorry. Sorry, I've just been jamming over here. <laughs> Oh, see, if they had been on the show like I, I wanted, I would still probably do this. Yes, you yes. would. There's, yes. No sto- there, there's no stopping you. There's no stopping <laughs> you. Don't snap me now. I'm so sorry. Carry on, Good please. Grief. No, don't. No, 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 Ashley. Carry oh, on. sorry. Please. No, yes, Ashley, please go. We'd, we'd stayed for the Q&A, but unfortunately, they ran out of time before we could ask any questions. However... um. Me being who I is, I was like, well... Hunted them down. No, they were still standing up front. Uh, they were doing some photos and yet. stuff. And oh, I said... No, no, this no, is after. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm going to go invite these guys to be on the podcast. And Ash was like, no, don't do it. And Nicole was like, oh, don't do it. And then, <laughs> and then Kristen's all like, I am the Lizard Queen. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, well, those arguments aside, I'm still going to do it. So I went over and I was like, I'm pretty hey. sure this is why we all drink. Yeah. I was like, together. Hey. Yes. Yeah. By the way, Kristen works with us at the Science Factory. So, oh, she is a close personal friend of DJ Storm. So uh, yeah. just throwing that out there. <laughs> so I went up to him and I was chatting with these guys after they finished their photo ops. I was like, hey, you know, I really enjoyed the film. I'd like to promote it. I'm going to I'm going to write an article about it. I took some notes and stuff. Uh, I'm going to write a non-spoiler article. For the website I write for, uh, I almost called it Talk Without Rhythm. Uh, that's our, <laughs> our buddy El Goro's podcast. Check him out. Um, MyFantasySportsTalk.com. And now we have actually partnered with Outright Geekery as well. So look for articles there as well. Daily news and articles at OutrightGeekery.com. And um, for all your nerd needs. And I was like, you know. I'd like to promote your stuff if you guys want to come on the show or you want to just like, you know, email. Like, I'd love to interview, ask you the process, stuff like that. And Sacky Blackie Andy was all like, <laughs> was like, hey, man, do you have a card? Like, I don't do a good Andy beer sack. But he's like, hey, man, do you have a card? So I was like, yeah. yeah. You, 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 the voice is just not right. Is... He's deeper. Yeah, he was all like, do you have a card? <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I do because I, I did. So I handed out cards to everybody. And then, um, uh, and then that was it. And then I went back over, and I was like, you know, they're like, oh my god, I can't believe you spoke 
did he smell like? Did he smell like strawberries? <laughs> did you touch his hair? Oh, good grief. Did Ben say anything about me? <laughs> that was me. And Nicole's like, I think I have a rock in my shoe, because Nicole didn't care. No. She's like, I don't know who these people are. And I don't know. Except for Olivia Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. She's like, She's like, I thought John Bradley was going to be here. You guys lied to me. <laughs> this sucks. Literally. This place sucks. Nicole's like, you I know nothing, Jon Snows. <laughs> uh, you know nothing. So then we like, you know, we're getting ready to leave and, you know, we're, we're kind of hanging out trying to see if we can maybe grab him and like. Oh, we tried to grab him. Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> we did. You know. Asher's all like, see if you can get a tissue sample. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, let me see what I can do. And she's like, just like, just like a few skin cells. That's all I need. Oh, my good grief. I'll clone him. As soon as I'm done with Ripken's toe, I'll clone oh my him. God. The so, I'm like, so I'm like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll do what I can. But, you know, uh, I couldn't. Then, uh. We're, we're leaving. We're getting ready to walk back over to the train station. And I see uh, Black Zack and uh, uh, Ben Jammin. And I was like, hey, guys, how would you like to take a picture with you know my wife and her friends? Ben's like, oh, which one's your wife? All three of them. <laughs> Only in America. <laughs> and possibly Utah. And I was like, Utah is part of America. And he's like. I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, I, I feel not like happen. that part of the f- conversation may have just been fabricated. Yeah, that part <laughs> he did. Happen. No, he totally asked if all three of you were my wife. Well, well no, yeah. he did that ask that. Yeah, yes, oh, yes, that part that is true. Point. But the whole Utah thing, I think it's just uh, that's a little bit of a stretch. Utah, that seems selfish. Allow me, Ta. <laughs> For love of God. Okay, so anyways, long story short, we got to have our pictures taken with them, and we got to hug them while they were like on their way to the bar or something. And we got to smoke cigarettes and hang outside the, the seven. No, wait, no, Patsy took the picture. Sorry. I took the picture. I was just outside. Picture. Really <clears throat> good, and I, I know we've. I, I've kind of mentioned this on the show before, um, but I feel like Leathering I really fame. need to stress this. Um, I'm a fangirl. Hello, my name is Ashley, and I'm a fangirl. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Um, Kristen is as well. My sister is as well. I think, you know, it's if you're, like, really into things, you know, it's it's kind of like the... I'm ultra fangirl. You know, it, it's like... Um, no, not this one. <laughs> you know, being an uber fan of a certain comic book artist or you know, a certain character or something, but, you know, we're that way towards musicians. And, yeah, so, anyways, it was it was a great night. It was a great night. Indeed. And good time was had by all. And my cloning machine has not turned out a an appropriate product yet, but... We're I'm, hoping it I'm will in the end. Oh, yeah, I see what you good. did there. And... When you when you call my name, I'll know it's ready. Yeah, well, you know, I might have to put it through the fire. I was gonna say you can dispose into of everything into the fire. Um, and I know how long you've spent alone in a room. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, we're done. Yeah, 
we're done here. But yeah, it was a really cool opportunity to have the, you know. Wow, it's already this late? Where did the time go? Where did it go? Oh, God. Okay. Cut his mic. So it was really cool to have the opportunity to not only attend the premiere, but to, to you I know, it's attend. Premier. Oh, okay. Um, we're going to go to break. And uh, unless anybody else has anything, I, I, unless anybody whose name is not Patsy has anything else they'd like to add to this really awesome experience. I'd like to add something. You, it was a great experience. <laughs> Thanks, Benjamin. Going to my first premiere. Yeah, yeah, Sam. It was kind of like a slight red carpet thing, too. It was. Yeah. They, they came. A whole Andy thing. came out and high five yeah, everyone. Yeah, we got high fives. Yep. And Ben sort of kind of didn't make it down to no. us, but that's okay because we ended up having a nice one on one experience uh, in the end. The official the Twitter end. account of the uh, movie did retweet my article. Like, not like me tweeting it and they retweeted it, like, they went to the source. And then tweeted it out from their main account. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was like my most ever like <coughs> trafficked tweet. And the uh, the website was very appreciative. I really like having the opportunity to meet people whose art I admire. Whether it be like a legit artist or an actor or a musician, you know, just to kind of be like, hey, I appreciate what you do. Like, thank you. Um, it's just it's just nice to be able to do that. And I mean, I don't know if they ever get tired of, of hearing it. I mean, I'd like oh, to think- stop telling me how great I am. I, I mean, know. Like, I, I li- I'd like to think that they don't because, I mean, technically, you know, it's the fans that pay their bills. Mm-hmm. So I, but I when somebody's work means a lot to you. You know, it's not just... It it becomes more than entertainment. It becomes... You know, I know for me, music is more than just entertainment. Like, it's... Sometimes, I mean, for lack of better words, sometimes going to a concert feels like a religious experience. I You know? um, Like, sometimes I feel like the Palladium is my church. Yes. (laughs) I grew up there. Crappy, stinky, run-down church. But it's got chairs now. It's got seats now. But it's got chairs now. It does have seats. And we sat there when we went to the concert. And we wore our American Satan stuff. Yep. Because Sacky Blackie and the Snop's friend were doing a concert. <laughs> and the Snop, too. And the Snop was, was there. He showed up. Yeah, a couple of other They were like, were whoa, too. whoa, your voice is going out. Snop talking. <laughs> That's actually a true story. Yep, he was on vocal um, rest already. until the I show. wish somebody else was on vocal rest. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Yeah, Nicole. Um, but anyways, I just, I just kind of wanted, to th- wanted to throw that out there. You know, I think that meet and greets are great. I think that anytime you have the opportunity to just kind of take a one-on-one with somebody who means a lot to you or their work means a lot to you and just to kind of bend their ear and just let them know, you know, uh, what they mean to you, what their work means to you. I think that's kind of good for the soul. So, yeah, it is. I uh, got the chance to meet Oliver Sykes in the parking lot at the 2013 Warp Tour. Um, And he is one of my favorites. I am unfamiliar with him. Oh no! You no, know, you bring me not. to Verizon. Bring me to the Horizon. Bring, bring, me, 
I almost said. The band is called Bring Me the Horizon, but yeah. you know Patrick. He can't call anything what it is. No. Calls them Bring Me to Verizon. Yeah, but like I wouldn't know them if they walked up and they were like, oh, would you like to bring me to Verizon? I was going to mention where he was from, but he's somebody that I've uh, found as... A, not a role model, but somebody that I relate to a lot as an artist. Um, not saying I'm an artist, but he is, and I relate to his work on a personal level. And um, I kind of feel that way a little bit about um, asking Alexandria because I've been listening to them for a long time, and uh, Black Veil Brides as well. So those that show was very exciting, and we did get a chance to uh, see the. Um, the guys from Asking Alexandria at the meet and greet there as well, and that was uh, that was super cool. And yeah. I've, we've met them. I've I've met them one other time, and they're just they're very cool guys. I mean, as much as I love having like a an unplanned, like candid meet with people, that's kind of hard to do, and. At the same time, these people are people mm-hmm. and, you know, don't go running up to them in stores. Don't go running up to them while they're having dinner at a restaurant. Like, or if they're, they're crossing the street on their way to a bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, because they're, they're people, too, yeah. and they're not always working and they don't owe you anything. Correct. So that's why I love the thought of meet and greets because you know yes it costs you money but you know you're you're guaranteed to have this time with this person yeah and you're not taking away like you're enriching your life by having the opportunity mm-hmm. to meet this person but you're not taking away from their personal lives by mm-hmm. you know uh, invading on their dinner with their loved ones yeah. or you know um or, or anything, you know, yeah. I've heard stories of, of people like, oh, I saw so-and-so, you know, at a restaurant, so I just scribbled a quick note on my napkin and had the waitress bring it over with their check. You know, I didn't want to intrude. I just wanted to, you know, I see you and I just wanted to let you know how much your work, you know, what, what your work means to me. And I think that's the best way to go about it. But Ultimately, the best way to go about it is to, you know, attend a meet and greet and, you know, give them your money and vote with your dollars. <laughs> yes, vote, vote with your, your dollars. Yes. Um, so anyways, I think that's a really good place to take a break. Take a break. I agree. Let us take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the devil. Yeah. Hail Satan.
Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. Hello, this is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com. background is uh from the motion picture uh this song is called me against the devil and in parentheses official music video <laughs> i don't know if i that's... don't think that belongs with the title of the song now one thing i want to mention and i'll let you guys take it after i mention this little nugget of tidbits um we've already established the fact that ben bruce uh, in addition to being the guitarist, uh, according to the snop, sings like a little bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as uh, Sacky Blackie, uh, Andy, uh, the Andy Man. Uh, he is the lead singer of his band, Black Veil Brides. However, he provided zero vocals for uh, for this movie. Now, when I saw it, I was like, wow, he did... Like, you know, he has such a uh, very distinctive voice. I was like, wow, he changed his voice completely. But I didn't realize what actually happened. Why don't you guys take it from there? Yeah, so because of things and rights and contracts and ultimately I think it was a good move on everyone's part, and we'll get into that, Um the vocals of Johnny Faust, who is played by Andy Beersack, who in real life is the lead singer of Black Veil Brides. And like Patrick said, he has this very distinct voice and it's just like a smooth glass of whiskey on a nice, uh, cool hey, fall afternoon. No, it's it's definitely not like that at all. <laughs> um, it's very like he has a nice bass voice. Mm-hmm. And it's so different for the genre of music that he sings. And I love it because it brings something different to the genre and to the music scene. Um, There's just something so kind of pure about it. And he used to do a lot of screaming and he doesn't even do that anymore. A little bit. He gets a little angry, gets a little feisty, but uh, their music is a lot more melodic at this point, but still has a great sound, still tells a great story, and I think that's what's most important. Um, But anyways, so they did not use Andy Beersack's singing voice. They actually used the voice of Remington Leith, who is the lead singer of the band Palais Royale, who is actually signed to Sumerian Records. So by using 
that vocals. They did not. Um, they, they weren't like in breach of contracts or anything. So it was like a safe spot. Now, however, the reason why this choice was ultimate. I mean, I was a little angry at first. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are they doing? Andy can sing. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you? I mean, like, no jabs to Remington Leith. I think Palais Royale is they're just they're a really good band and they're adorable. And Remington Leith sometimes look like a looks like a gothic Keebler elf. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, he, he actually called himself that in one of his Instagram photos. And my sister, who is also a fangirl, um, when some of these band peoples, uh, when sometimes they post really cute pictures of themselves on Instagram, she will screenshot it and then Proposed send it marriage. to all that too. Uh, uh-huh. She will do a screenshot and send them to me because apparently I need to know as well. So <laughs> thank you, Shelby. Um, I anyway. propose a joining of our houses. Such an alliance will strengthen <laughs> us for years to come. So the reason why this this decision was so brilliant was because it allowed people, the audience, who people who know Andy Biersack as the lead singer of Black Veil Brides, it allowed them to see Andy as Johnny. It allowed the audience to divorce themselves from the fact that Andy Biersack is Andy Biersack and allowed him to, it's almost like method acting, allowed him to become that role. So not only are you hearing a different voice coming out of this person, but he was able to change his whole delivery. His stage presence changed. And, you know, we, we saw this film in... September of 2017 and then we went to see them in concert what was it February February? Um, so just a few months after the release of the film and it looked like two different people Mm -hmm. you know seeing Andy and this wasn't the first time I had seen Black Veil Brides Uh, but you know just kind of like refreshing your memory of oh this is what Andy Biersack looks on stage Mm -hmm. in comparison to how he was playing and presenting Johnny Faust to completely different people and so ultimately I think that was such a good decision and not only that it brings another person into the mix it gives another person exposure Play Royale is not as big of a band as Black Veil Brides is at this moment not saying that they won't be they're definitely in this moment pick uh, um, you know they're definitely picking up uh, in in popularity but especially amongst fangirls Um, because they're so cute. One of the things that they had mentioned, you know, speaking of like the difference between his, his black veil brides persona and his Johnny Faust persona is, and they mentioned this at the, the the Q and a session is even the way he held the microphone is different than he does. His entire stage presence was completely changed. Which he was the way he was moving his body on the stage. He was kind of like writhing on the stage versus commanding the stage, which is what, you know, Andy does as leader of the Black Veil Bride. And he's been doing this for decades. Well, I mean, maybe a decade. He's like, he's like 17. So (laughs) like a baby. I mean, but at we this know point, you got he's a beautiful a, voice, and now we know you got a beautiful body. Okay, so we we know he's a seasoned veteran in the music, and game he's been doing the point. same thing this over and over. Right. He has to completely break from his normal routine, even though he's doing the one thing he always does. It'd be like you know, suddenly like 
you know, a, a baseball player completely changing their swing or a, a basketball player completely changing their, you but know, only for one game. So mm-hmm. to kind of uh, lend to this part of the discussion, so they recently released the first trailer of A Star is Born starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. It's a remake of a remake of a remake. But anyways, um, a lot of the comments I've been seeing and, you know, it, it's mostly positive feedback, which makes me really happy. I'm super excited to see it. Me we too. all know how much I worship Lady Gaga. And we're I, in it. It was her. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, but anyways, a lot of the, the comments that I'm seeing are people are unable to kind of separate her singing voice like because it's her singing the character like mm-hmm. it, but and it's her singing it's her voice like she has her voice um people are unable to really get into her and her character because when she sings they say oh lady gaga right you know they're expecting this big spectacle they're expecting this huge show and that's not always you know that's not what that character was giving in that one scene that they decided to put in the trailer so you know kind of seeing it from that side you know people are are not so again not so much complaining but just making the comments that oh i i don't know if i'm going to be able to get into this because when i see her all i see is lady gaga Mm -hmm. you know um so the fact that they use somebody else's voice i think is brilliant because it forced you to look at him in a different way and to listen to him in a different way too, and mm-hmm. and this music is is similar to some of the music that you know these bands put out. It's in the same genre, but it's such a different sound from what they do. Mm-hmm. So, um, one thing I found really interesting, and before we actually delve into the character, and I know Patrick, you are going to want to chime in on this. I want to chime in on everything. Well, yes, 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 you do. Uh, So come to find out, this storyline, the storyline of American (coughs) Satan, is actually based on a storyline from a classic German legend. Yes. So Um, do you want to go into that? Yeah, we can talk about a little bit about... um, So it's based on the... uh, German legend of Johann Georg Faust. Um, basically, there's uh, he tries to uh, make a deal with the devil. Faust does, and he wants to further his magic powers and, and knowledge and like gain all these unearthly abilities. And so, this is when we first see the representative Mephistopheles so not the devil himself but like you know a lesser demon um, and this kind of ties into when we talked about Infinity War and you know we dealt with uh, Thanos' right hand man Mephisto also based mm-hmm. on this character um, so basically the, the, the bargain is like you'll have these powers for a set number of years but afterwards, obviously, the devil claims your soul and you go to hell, uh, despite uh, whatever happens in your fiddle contest. <laughs> so no matter what happens, uh, fiddle contest aside. Uh, so he, uh, I'm trying to 
do this without like kind of ruining this the story of what we're talking about uh basically what we're looking at is uh, i don't i don't want to get into it too 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 much but it has spawned the term a faustian bargain yes in mm-hmm. which you which is basically you make a deal to get something really good but it's not going to last and in the end you're pretty much going to be very upset with the results of it right yeah. kind of like how people feel after voting for trump they thought it was a good idea <laughs> and now they're dealing with it and he's pissed off canada like the fuck leave trudeau alone leave um, justin alone <laughs> but no you like you said uh, faust and the adjective faustian implies a situation in which an ambitious person surrenders moral integrity in order to achieve power and success for a delimited term. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's pretty much the basis of this movie. Essentially These, like you're selling your soul in like the very definition of yes. of the term, like everything that's good about you. Um think about the episode of the Simpsons Bart sells his soul. Like there's literally a part where he's talking to Lisa and he's saying like you know, I'll sell you my sense of decency for two bucks and my conscience for three fifty, and you know it's a part sale. Everything about me must go. And you know, he there's a lot of religious stuff to it, but I'll leave that to Best Darn Diddly. They did that episode. Check it out. So yeah, and you might see some you know uh, parallels between the two. You know, uh, Johann Faust. The character's name is Johnny Faust. You know. Coincidence? I think not. Um, so, anyways, yeah, we start off with a story. These a, a, a ragtag team of of emo gothic punk metal misfits get and together Ricky. and Ricky, and, Ricky. <laughs> and, and John Bradley. Um, you know, get together from all around the world to form this band called the Relentless. You know, they dropped out of. School, what? I, I take take issue with your all around the world. It was London and Ohio. Okay, but there was... <laughs> there was You're not in Ohio anymore, Johnny. Okay, multi-continental. Does yeah, that, there does you that go. Intercontinental. Inter- and John Bradley and, and, and uh, Reno, the Leo, Leo Donovan, those two guys, uh, they were in the future getting a drummer. Because technically they're over the international date line, so it was tomorrow when all that happened. Oh my god. Okay. This movie has time travel. Okay. <laughs> Can you be done? Yes, you're done. John Brown is um, all like, We have to go back, Marty! I mean, Johnny! <laughs> There's nobody yes. named Marty in this movie. But, anyways, so we, when we meet these characters, they're aspiring musicians. They want to start a band. They want to make music. They want to be famous. They want to create music for the masses. They want to... What are you laughing at? Well, they'll have plenty of time to make music for the masses when they're living in a van down by the river. Because yep. they live in a van. 
on the next to the sidewalk. Should we ask yes. the producer to cut his mic? So that <laughs> you You've already <laughs> asked eleven times. You know, Gladly. You know, sometimes he. Yay. <laughs> you would have loved. You would have to cut everyone's mic because I would be loud enough for you to all hear me. How long the shows run? When in no, actuality, half the show is us trying to get him to stop talking so we can get our point across. Yep. You might say I'm relentless. Okay, you're done. <laughs> Fucking cut You're it done. Now. I'm taking your mic. You're turning it off. I can yell louder. I turned your mic off. That's okay. Can you still hear me? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so thank you. These kids have come together. They've dropped out of college. They've, you know, scraped up some money. They've done what they can. It's kind of like a, you know, a, a last ditch effort, you know, to get together and start this band. And they move to LA. Johnny Faust is kind of like this all-American, slightly bad boy, has the well-bred, white, upper-class girlfriend who's, you know, um, just... Miss Universe. Beautiful, Mm -hmm. cookie-cutter, perfect. Uh, Johnny comes from a single-mother household, so obviously his mom holds a special place in his heart. His mom, Denise Richards. Yes, his mom is Denise Richards. Um, She's been battling breast cancer, but she's good now, and... Everyone's in a great place. He's just going to go out and he's going to make it big. And every he's, he's going to provide for his family. And he's going to love his girlfriend from afar. And they're going to stay together and everything's going to be great. But we're not. But he not. said, just rock and roll, no sex or drugs. And he's like, none until you get out here. And she's like, oh, you. I'm Miss Universe. <laughs> I keep. I know I'm saying that facetiously, but she was literally Miss Universe. Um, Not to be confused with Captain Universe, different guy. Or Captain Planet. That's a different guy. Tree, tree, tree. Um. <laughs> oh anyways, my God. we see, and one of the reasons why this character is so great is this character. What are you doing, Patrick? I'm listening intently. Oh my God. <laughs> one of the reasons the character is so great. Is because he goes through this crazy character evolution. Uh, we see this character go from this loving son, loving boyfriend, to just wanting to make a, the world a better place through his music, wanting to just jam with his friends and pay the bills and provide for the people that he loves. Uh, you see him get trapped into this web by the devil known as Mr. Capricorn, played by Malcolm McDowell. Um, or, you know, they call him the devil. Obviously, he's probably the devil's associate or whatnot. Um, but you see him, his his downfall. You see his spiral. You see him go through this whole character. I mean, not so much evolution, but de-evolution. Yep. And I know watching it was, I know... People who this have happened to, like, they try to follow a dream and they get so wrapped up in the other things that, you know, and, and, and his dream is coming true. You know, the Relentless becomes this big band because, you know, they all pretty much decided to sell their soul to the devil uh, for a piece of fame. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> well, there's a lot of uh, a lot of. Um you know, 
remarks, like there's a lot of quotes like throughout the film, you know, that get put up like as uh, like title cards, you know, different musicians, you know, talking about like, oh, you know, how I, you know, when I get up there, it's like I sold my soul, you know, things like that. Like there's a lot of different quotes from all these different um, different musicians that they mention and they talk about throughout the, the film that kind of fit the narrative that they're trying to make. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I thought of this, but Mephistopheles. So. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Is that what you were laughing That's about? That's what I was laughing about. Yeah. Uh, so, Kristen, I know you are a huge fan of this movie. You've seen this, more, this movie more times than you've seen your parents. <laughs> so why don't you give us some thoughts, like some of your favorite parts, like th- parts that hit you particularly hard or parts that you were like this really made me love this film um well i knew i would like it immediately when uh hearing about who was going to be in it um just because i am a fangirl um but i think the story is really really interesting um i think the the devil is a very dynamic character as he should be Mm -hmm. you would expect him to be but um there's just a lot of like religious things that go on um that are not outwardly religious um you know very obviously religious and i think that's interesting too um not that i'm religious but i'm interested in different varieties of uh showing it mythology yeah mythology um just all of all of that um and i want to say that the i really enjoyed all the what are the live scenes just of them playing because i know a lot of them were filmed at actual music festivals that they played at and um i think that's really cool because it makes me think of like the times that i've seen them and how it's different from they, how they are on stage um but it's it's still cool there's a couple scenes in the middle of the movie that are not my favorite but they certainly are very um emotional and you feel them a lot uh very strongly and i don't know if i should give any specific details. Um, I mean, you can you can talk in vague terms. Okay. Like, I think I know what, you, what you're trying to say. Like, there is a scene where one of the characters... There is a very horrific, unexpected death. Yeah. And how certain characters react to this death is just so heartbreaking. Because they're drawn on real experiences. Right. Right. And, you know, this character died from something that's so real. And some of us have experienced uh, death of of loved ones, of people that we know, um, through certain, like, like, similar circumstances. And so, you know, that kind of hits a little close to home. And you know that these these people, these actors, these musicians have experienced similar things in the music world, especially because, unfortunately, you know, sex, drugs and rock and roll, you know, it just it all goes together. 
Um, and I think that's what you're getting at that certain scene. Yep. Um, yeah, you want to kind of dance around it without giving yeah. specifics because we want. And people not to see only this. that, like that actually that the whole scene that happens, and again, trying to allude to it without giving you too much information. That whole scene really shows the acting chops of some of these people, these these musicians and. Patsy and I were talking about this the other day. Sometimes, you know, a great musician, not so much a great actor. Um, what was it I said? For every Justin Timberlake, there's a Justin Guarini. <laughs> you know, we can't all be Jared Leto's. Not talking about the Joker, obviously. Uh, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about Previously. Dallas Buyers Club and, yeah. um, you know, other... Fight Club. Uh, Fight Club. Any uh, club movie. <laughs> if they had called it Suicide Club, he would have been much better. The Babysitter's Club, you know. <laughs> the Suicide Club. He would have He would have been much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. They, they should have just changed the name. But yeah. anyways... You know, so it really lends to the talent of these, these, I don't want to say kids, they're not, I was going to call them kids, they're not kids, they're like my age. Um, but you know, the, the, the acting chops of these people, they're, they're really talented. Mm-hmm. Especially um, where it's not something they do. I mean, it's, yep. they're taking, you know, what they've experienced using like a stage persona, but to sit there and act, like you're face to face with Malcolm McDowell. And you have, like, no other than music videos, you don't have any, like, motion picture experience. Like, mm-hmm. And you're face-to-face with this guy. He was fucking Caligula. He was right. Alex in the Clockwork Orange. Uh, like, yeah. one of the greatest, like, villain characters of all time. And this guy is, like, you know, you're right there. Then you have um, Bill Duke, who is... Uh, he plays Gabriel. Bill Duke, uh, some of you will remember from Predator, he played Mac, uh, Jesse Ventura's character's friend. Um, you know, and he he kind of represents the good side. Mm-hmm. Like, every time the devil shows up, he's there too. Or they're like, they follow each other back and forth. So it's kind of like the, you know, the classic angel and devil on each yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. And getting back to the incredible acting chops that some of these these people had like Andy's portrayal of Johnny especially as Johnny kind of delved deeper into this darkness was kind of overcome by you know what the devil wanted him to do and just completely succumbed to it and got involved in the sex and the drugs while the rock and roll was happening and in order to cope with everything cope with you know the doubt like sure the band was selling out arenas at this point and you know number one album and doing all of this great stuff his life was legit falling apart around him so in order to cope with that he did more drugs and drank more and had more sex and you know and ideally like yeah that sounds great sign me up Mm. but it really shows the super dark side of all of that the loneliness that comes with all of that and Watching what happened to his family back in Ohio while he's out gallivanting all over the world, you know, having to be shot up with heroin just so he can make it on stage. Mm -hmm. And I know for Andy at the time, he was also dealing with his own sobriety. So he was getting sober, having to play someone. And he spoke about this, too, at the Q&A. Being sober, having to play someone 
who wasn't sober was kind of a sobering experience for him. You know, Mm -hmm. having to be over the top and play someone who's going through this, you You know, know, heroin and alcohol. And it kind of was a wake up call for him. Like, oh, my God, this is how I was behaving. This is how I was. I was acting. This is horrible. Whereas Ben just said he was method acting for all those scenes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, obviously that's what he does because he's committed. But anyways, um, you know, so throughout this film, you just see this this downward spiral. This this character who started so good and so pure at heart, and just wanted to, you know, make his dreams come true. And who can't relate to that? Mm-hmm. You yeah. Had to in one of the the final scenes of the film had to be shot up with heroin so he could get on the stage. You know, not to mention all of the other uncomfortable scenes that happened in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, and we're not going to get too much into that. You know, there's there's a line. Let's just say some girls had to show their IDs (laughs) to get access to the bus. Yes. Um, Behavior that is completely unbecoming of a gentleman. We'll put it that way. Um, (laughs) But but totally expected from a rock star. Yes. Yes. Yes, um, you know, and kind of shows uh, one thing I, I enjoyed about this character too is it shows the double standard of a lot of things. You know, things that you would not take from the normal. Well, I'm going to use it in quotes. Normal person, you know, you expect from a rock star. You expect them to behave certain ways, whereas you would not take that kind of behavior from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you go through this movie and he just slowly starts to realize that he's can't keep up anymore, that he's going to die. And he actually has this kind of like flash forward scene where he sees his death and he sees, you know, uh, all of these tabloid headlines and, you know, Rolling Stone, Johnny Faust is dead at, what was it, like 20, 27? 22. Or yeah, it was really young. Like 22, oh, oh, yeah, 22. Oh, right, because his character was super young, right. I'm just thinking, you know. I was I'm, like, holy shit, I have shit, a 27 club on the brain. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I think he's like 27 or 28 in real life now. Um, but. Yeah, but he has such a, he has that baby face. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he sees his own pretty much life flash before his eyes in the sense that he's not going to live. He's going to die if he continues on this path Mm -hmm. and has this moment where he Mm -hmm. confronts the devil and attempts to get rid of his demons, which in in both like a, a literal and metaphoric way and I think that scene was so beautifully done in the sense that, you know, he tries to maim the devil and the devil disappears. Mm-hmm. But then because of how he went about it, Johnny was put in jail because they believed he had killed somebody. And so he ultimately did end up... Ended up wow. He definitely um, paid the price with his life for wanting to live out his dream. Yeah, 
It's a fame and fortune. Well, it's one of those, like, you know, you risked it all to get what you wanted. You got what you wanted, but you still had to pay your dues, and paying your dues meant losing everything as well. Yeah. But, I mean, in the end, he was left with the people who was there, uh, who were there for him in the beginning, his mother and the girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend, but then becomes the girlfriend again <laughs> at the end. Maybe. Um, maybe. Well, maybe. It's well, unclear. I mean, she, She's you know, an ally, at least. And she was always dressed in like white, like light colors, too. <laughs> and I feel like she's kind of like a part of the angelic side yeah. versus the mm-hmm. the other side. So I feel like him off uh, accepting her help when she's like, you know, it's two against one. It's it's us against the devil. It's us against, you know, your demons that you're battling. Um, you know, her offering that helping hand is what he needed to fully pull him out of that hell that he created for himself. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it shows that it's so easy to get wrapped up in certain things. And it's so easy to not look at the bigger picture, not look (laughs) at really what's going on around you, but kind of have tunnel vision Mm -hmm. and just be focused on, you know, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing versus what is my ultimate goal? Am I being a good person, you know, and is this for the right reasons? Yeah, it's definitely debatable as to if he's doing things for the right reasons and um and like that's the the duality that they talk about with the devil. There's so many different um choices as like okay, you know, I need a soul, you know, I need you have to kill somebody and it's like you could kill this guy who's a fucking dick. <laughs> like Yep. You know, like, he's a complete asshole. You could just kill him. Like, that would be easy. I mean, see, and here's the thing about the devil. And I love religious iconography. And I love religious stories. And I love learning about certain, you know, religious things. Um, The devil will always get what it wants. Mm -hmm. If it's not from you, it'll be from somebody else. But, you know, the devil always gets what he wants. So it's just a matter of, are you... Loman. If you're strong, you know... are you strong enough to resist temptation. that temptation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different types of temptation in this film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes. And, and he ultimately, doesn't resist it. Well, I mean, he does it first. He, tries. he does he it first, but tries. ultimately he just succumbs to yeah. everything and just allows Do this himself and I'll, to be completely I'll hear taken your, over. Like, it, you know, it was, for a while it was altruistic. Like, He's like, well, I want to be famous, but I don't want to be famous because I killed somebody. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to kill someone in it. Like, he wouldn't get notoriety for killing the person. But, you know, it's like, well, you know, your mom's got cancer. That could go away if you yeah. give me your soul. And, you know, that's a tough thing to pass up. Yeah. Yep. Right. You Especially know. if the guy is a dick. Yeah. In, yes. The guy in the in question is a dick. Yeah, he is he mm-hmm. is like He's a the worst. King Dick of uh the Republic of Dickistan. Oh my god. 
So. Is he a is he a dictator? Aha! Oh. I just I literally just said he was King Dick. How many titles? Like he's also. Uh, I'm just viceroy. <laughs> She's just sticking around. <laughs> I'm dying. So, I think that's a like. If you like rock music and you like, you know, stories, or that just you know you you appreciate hot mm-hmm. guys and pretty faces I enjoyed the and film. good music. Yeah, Nicole, what did you yes. like? <laughs> Nicole's there. Nicole, I'm here. So this is kind of out of your comfort zone. In some ways, yes. Um, you know, it's uh, not so much the ty- type of music that you enjoy to listen to. Which is really funny because I actually, I love like 80s rock. Like, I love Motley Crue. Nicole's I love favorite Poise. music is podcasts. Yeah, it's podcasts. <laughs> like, listening to the music, I actually really do enjoy it. I think the only time I don't like certain music is if it's too religious or if it's if I can't understand it. Mm-hmm. So like this music was actually pretty good. Like I really enjoyed it. I think if I like had like we were I think we were listening to some of the band's music in the car after yep. and I really yep. enjoyed it. It's stuff that I remember like listening to in high school. So um the storytelling is really good. The acting's really good. I think for someone who's not into all that it's it was like okay i can see it like i oh i i went into this as like an open mind kind of like not trying to be like very like negative or like trying not to like be stereotypical but like i enjoy the story like you know sex drugs and rock and roll like you can't you wouldn't love that true and it's like okay it's gonna be and that's in that order that you like them yeah Yep, that's that's the way I do. I love it like that. And um, sex, drugs, and sexy drugs. <laughs> and you know, it like the acting's great, especially for those for these musicians who've never done any acting other than m- music videos. I for me, I would have not known. Also, Boo Boo Stewart, who was oh, yeah. a werewolf. Oh, he was in Twilight, and now he's become an actor. Yeah, it's, oh my gosh! Yeah, after you do Twilight, but it's I really enjoyed it. Um, like we were talking about, like there are some scenes that are very uncomfortable. Um, anything with drugs, like it, is, it does per- hit me for a personal because I have lost someone due to that. So it's like I get that feeling, like I felt that pain. Especially with one particular scene with um, Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. Benjamin. Um, so, like, there are some really, like, relatable things, like the breast cancer thing. Like, I would do, like, on a personal, like, my mom has had breast cancer. She's had a, two different cancers. I would do anything to make sure that she would never have cancer or any other disease. Same with my father. I don't think he'll get breast cancer, but like any it's other It's entirely kind of, possible. That is, I know. I mean, that's what they show in Archer, but, you know. Nicole sold her soul and killed two people. Yes. Yeah. That's what I just do. That's why and I'm it here. had nothing to do with with breast cancer. She's just I just like, was like, I'm done with you, bitch. It's a slow Tuesday. Yeah. So I, you know, I could understand like the dilemma, like if you do something this might be the consequences that you might face. Like that type of story 
that is really interesting. Like, it's a really good film, especially for something that I don't really typically watch Mm -hmm. or, like, really listen to. But, like, I've actually, after seeing this film, I listened to the soundtrack for a while. Yes. (laughs) I was, like, really into it. So it's a great film. And if you have the chance to find it somewhere, like, go get it, enjoy it appreciate it go in with an open mind if you're if it's something that you're into like that's how i got into seeing this film is like i well i went to see for john bradley west but you know but it's a really good film like i would definitely watch it again except for one scene but that was it yeah and and chris and you and i both got like you know the early release package you know with the shirt and the poster and the soundtrack and the the film you know Mm -hmm. You know, so I have my my nice American Satan shirt. That he wears uh, to church every Sunday. Yes. Yes. If I went to church, <laughs> I'd be like, "Woo, religion!" But I mean, and that's the thing. Like you know, this film doesn't espouse a belief one way or the other. Like even several times, the characters are like, you know, the devil's just like a marketing gimmick. Like it's a, a metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's a cautionary tale. Like they use a lot of different terminology. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things, like, did the devil do it, or is this just a circumstance? Like, is are you hallucinating from all the drugs you're taking? Are you, like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, you know, is, and they keep saying, and they say that a bunch of times, like, it's not what you see, it's what you feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's a lot, uh, you know, because that, I know. If it's not a religious thing, why do the same characters keep showing up over and over again? And you know, why do these things keep happening? There's a lot of like doubt that gets cast. So, because it, it's it's written well, so that's mm-hmm. you know the whole thing. Like, there's no definitive answer that this is what happened, right? And it's written so well that you know there are times that you love these characters, and then there are times. That you hate these same characters that you just loved like 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, you kind of go on this emotional roller coaster along with these characters. and. But you definitely invest in them. Like, yes. You, like, yeah. There's not you one care. of the characters that you're like, oh, my God. He could die. Oh, except I, for one. I oh, wish- yeah, one. There's, <laughs> there's one. But the, he's taken care of. No, but I'm talking about like the the main the main, the main the cast, like the group. the band. Like you're yes. not like, There's oh my god, Kristen I wish really they would. Hates. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I wish they would just lock this guy in a van and set him on fire, <laughs> and failing that, electrocute him. Like, oh, wait. you know, like, you know, just just throwing out a random scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, so I definitely recommend seeing it. Like, I think we all recommend seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not going to give it a, a, a rating. I just I think you should see it. I don't I don't I don't want to do ratings anymore. See the movie, buy the soundtrack, and come party with me. And buy the movie and see the soundtrack. And then if you like it, uh, come good. party with me. If not, let us know why you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. There are very if you look at the IMDb page, there are a lot of mixed reviews on there. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's great. Other people are like, well, I like the music. But that guy's hair was stupid, one out of ten. So it's like, take the ratings with a grain of salt, which is why I don't do ratings, because I think ratings are meaningless. But well, it's, uh, it's all based off of opinion, but anyways. Yeah, so see the film. You know, let us know what you think. If you've seen it, definitely let us know what you thought. Um, 
And yeah, um, so I think with that, we'll uh, wrap up this discussion. We'll go to break. When we come back, we have some uh, fun stuff, some fun stuff, and some battles, and some Agent Nicole f- battles, and I don't know. Oh shit! Okay. But uh, we'll 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 be back in just a moment. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebag. This is Emma. You're listening to Showdown Sunday. Holy sidetracking, guys! The train just came off the tracks! Derailers! Be sure to follow The Derailers on Twitter, at The Derailers! And make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube, so you can catch the episode next week, folks! Same derailment time, same derailment channel! And we are back. This is, uh, you know, probably my favorite song off the soundtrack, Let Him Burn. Yes, I It's agree. Uh, very crucial to the plot. Is there, like, official music video Yeah, yeah in the title? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes Let Him Burn, and then in parentheses, official, official music, music video. video. <laughs> that one's called I Want to Rock Your Body, and then in parentheses, to the break of dawn. <laughs> so... I hope you enjoyed the uh, American Satan talk. And uh, like overall, so I mean, despite the fact that it's it's dark or whatever, the ending of the movie is rather uplifting. So you know, don't think you're gonna watch it and you're gonna be like, oh my god, you know. I feel like I sold my soul. No, I sold my soul just to watch this. Yep. And then you sell your soul, and then Flanders shows up. I sold so. my soul to the devil, but he gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> no refund. He's like, no. No backsies. I don't want this. Did I see Bill Goldberg? You yes, did. you okay. did. <laughs> he plays uh, the tour manager. He plays Hawk, and he wants to punch people, and then he does. When the shit hits the fan. He's, he's the fan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my favorite that, line. That, that's that's the, definitely the best line, and like definitely... He does not ask who is next, though. He does not, which is too sad. 
because he should have. But yeah, uh, Bill Duke, Bill Goldberg, all the Bills. Bill the Turkey Baster Krabinski is in this. I don't know. So next week is a very special episode because we will have uh, an honored guest. Uh, Ashes, would you like to tell everyone who our special guest is that's joining us next week, or do you want to keep that a secret? Well, I think we should keep it a secret. Um, but this guest was very difficult to obtain. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much looking forward to her educated opinions. Yes. Yes. Uh, do you want to give her title, at least, like what she does? Um, I think we should keep that under wraps as well. Okay. But she is a professional. Yes. And she is being brought on to help us with our conversation next week, our Infinity War therapy session. So please... Give us your voicemails and your emails. Let us know how Infinity War affected you. And, you know, tell us your thoughts and opinions. Show us on the doll where Infinity War (laughs) (laughs) On the Thanos doll. Our goal is to create a safe space for you to divulge your feelings and oh, I've got a lot of feelings. This lady's <laughs> I'm sure you know we up. have we have a lot of feelings in this room. I'm feeling I'm feeling some very hostile energy in this room right now. So we're going That's to just uh, because Nicole and I are in here. You know, we're, we're we're going to, um, you know, uh, I called Nicole a quitter earlier, and she got very upset with me. You're a dick. You dick. You're the one who said it, not me. Yes, so anyways, we have the Infinity War Therapy Session coming up next week. Uh, The following week, we have our Ant-Man and Wasp White (laughs) Anglo-Saxon Protestant. In anticipation for Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, coming out, I think, a couple of days after that show drops. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to learning more about the Wasp because I really don't know much about her. There's going to be a lot of information, especially with the trailer that came out and... There's uh, a lot of lot of uh, diddly dads and tidbits that I will drop. Knowledge. What the fuck is a diddly dad? <laughs> I don't know. I just like. I really appreciated the use of a Hello Kitty Pez dispenser yes. in the trailer. Hello. Um, Boom, you know, I face. I appreciate that. I love the fact that Hello Kitty is getting some love from these Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, she was involved in Deadpool. Yep. And now she is involved in Ant Man versus the Wasp. Not versus Ant Man and, <laughs> and the Wasp. Wasp. Not versus Ant Man Five Wasp. Ant-Man. I know it'll be a, it'll be a fun discussion. I can't wait. So we do have uh, a couple of things to chat about, and uh, Wolfie, don't worry about themes. So we're we're good on this. Yes, uh, I do have a funtacular science fact today. Okay, it's funtacular. Uh, are we going to introduce the battle first? Oh, I thought we were going to do the battle after we do the science and everything. Okay. Because we're not doing themes, so. Well, I mean, because, you know, uh, there are, there's an outline. You know, you need to come and to we the follow rehearsals. the outline. It's really more of a guideline than a rule. Are you talking you about the podcast the code? We really got to follow the outline. 
I don't have an outline. I don't make this outline for, for like my health. I don't do it for nothing. I'm not like, oh, you know what? I'm really bored. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a show outline. Money <sighs> so for fun. nothing. My outline's for free. Nobody thought you were funny. I did. Crickets. I'm sure there's someone. I can hear I can hear people laughing. No, you know those what? Are crickets. Right? Nope, that's Goobs laughing. Goobs is laughing right now. Don't do it. Don't fuel his ego. So do you want to do you want to do, do the battle first then? Yeah, we're going to do the battle. Okay. Uh Christian, did they include you on the how to do the battle thing? No. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Ashes. Three, two, one. Yeah. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. one. It's, it's a, a motherfucking throwdown. Fight me. That's right. We have me, a new battle me. this week. Uh, we will obviously post it in the uh, the multiple social medias. And uh, this is one. What are we calling this? This is a battle of the bands. It is a battle of the bands. Now, this takes a couple <laughs> of really hard rocking bands. And pitch them together. And where are they? Where are they at? What's the the venue? So they're at CBGB's. Ooh, just hearing that gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh my god! And uh, so, of course, we are going to have the Relentless uh, from American Satan. Yeah. And uh, Agent Nicole. Yes. Who is the other band we're going to have? I don't remember the name of the band, but it was from Green Room, the movie. The Ain't Right. That's the right. The Ain't Right. Sorry, there you go. From Green Room. Also known as uh, Handsome Anton Yelchin and Friends. Oh, I miss him. Yeah, so. so it's a battle of the bands. The Relentless from American Satan versus The Ain't Rights from Green Room at CBGB's. No holds barred. Nope. Not a single hold will be barred. Fight to the death. Surely one hold will be barred. No? No holds will be barred? Anyway. Well, you're supposed to, like, this is called banter. You go back and forth. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go home. (laughs) So we're skipping your wine fact? No, I got stuff. That's right. Stop talking. No, it's my turn, and I have to do my science fact. Oh, my God. As I indicated earlier, it's funtacular. So my science fact this week is called uh, Total Internal Reflection. And it is the process by which uh, kind of fiber optic cables work, you know, because, you know, they have the uh, light traveling through all these different cables that twist and turn every which away. Um, and if you take water, like, say, uh, like a two liter soda bottle and you fill it with water, poke a hole in it and, you, you know, you have a small hole and it's pouring out. If you take a laser pointer and point it on the opposite side of the bottle and aim it at the hole that you just poked, the laser will actually travel down the stream of water that is pouring out of the bottle. And that is what total internal reflection is. So it's traveling along the path of the water as it streams out, which is very interesting, I think. Once um, upon a time I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. Nothing I could do but totally reflection. refraction. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Total internal reflection. Yeah. Total internal reflection. Yeah. All, right, all right. So <laughs> you probably need a drink about now. So why don't we get into the wine facts? 
Yeah, so I tried something new uh, recently, and guys, it was good. Like, it was good. And I believe that the four of us have actually tried it. Um, I'm talking about Angry Orchard Rosé. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. All day. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta <Okay>. try. <laughs> Gotta try. <laughs> Rosé all day. Do you want less wine? No way. <laughs> so anyways, Angry Orchard, they are known for their hard ciders, has put out, and believe it or not, this is not seasonal. This is actually a permanent staple in their lineup. It is a Rosé Angry Orchard hard cider. Mm-hmm. So... The Angry Orchard Rosé Cider is made with rare red flesh apples from France. Each apple is crisp, juicy, and red to the core, adding an irresistible rosy blush and apple-forward taste with a refreshing dry finish. So it contains red flesh apples, which if you're not familiar familiar with those, they are apples. So when you bite into an apple... The fleshy colored of it, not the skin, but the flesh, is like this uh, white, opaque color. Well, red flesh apples actually have like a pinky red, reddish tinge to the flesh of their the the flesh and an accent. Um, yes. Um, so it also contains Gala apples, Golden Delicious, Red Delicious, Granny Smith, and Fuji. So. This rosé, and it, it really does come across as a rosé. It tastes like a cross between, like, a you have that nice, like, lightness of a rosé, but you have the fruitiness of the hard cider, and you actually kind of get, um, like, a floral taste to it as well, like a light hibiscus flavor with it. It is very refreshing and very light on the palate, um, you could easily drink it by itself, you know, or you can pair it with a lot of uh, light summer dishes like a, you know, summer like fruit salad, like a strawberry berry salad. Or I could see this being paired with maybe some Mexican food as well, mm-hmm. you know, kind of offset some of the spiciness of the dishes. Mm-hmm. Parrots like crackers. I didn't say parrots. Yes, you did. You said you could pair it with. Oh. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, Angry Orchard, Hard Cider, they have a rosé. Check it out. It sounds really good. I really enjoy it. Um, so I, like, didn't know that I was going to do my facts or facts, um, files, whatevers. But um, two things. One thing, I a few weeks ago, I went to a convention in New York City called BookCon, it's a recent co- convention that they've been doing probably the past two years. Uh, there's people who love books, like people nerd out about books, and a lot of your famous authors out there will go to these, and you get to go to different panels, and they have different authors at different booths giving out their books, and it was a wonderful experience. I only got to go one day, but I got to meet one of um, a new author that I really enjoyed. Her name is Deborah Harkness. She does the All Souls trilogy. Um, it's basically a time traveling book with witches and vampires. Like um, they kind of, kind of take the stories of witches and vampires and demons and kind of put them in a modern setting of like what would happen like 
what they would do in a normal life and it's a really good series i'm going through it but i got to talk to deborah hartness and kind of fangirl about her television show that's coming out and she's a real sweet person and if you like books and you love going to conventions it's a great convention to go to i had a lot of fun um Last year they had uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, and I'm so pissed that I didn't get to go to that because I would have totally enjoyed getting to meet Bill Bill Nye because he's a childhood hero of mine. And Kristen Ritter from Jessica Jones was there as well. So you never know who you might see. A lot of um, um, musicians or um, actress, actress, actors will do um, meet and greets too. And a lot of these meet and greets are free. So I know we talked about meet and greets and like sometimes it might cost a little bit, but like you get to meet some of these authors that you've enjoyed and getting to talk to them about how much their stories really affect you. And really um, like a lot of people are inspired to write as well. And they have writing workshops and they also have things for children too. One of my friend's, Sons is a huge uh, fan of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and they had a booth for for kids too. And um, they did a Harry Potter thing because the twentieth anniversary is this year, and oh. so they had a oh, Harry boy. Potter um, section, and you get to take a picture in front of the um, pay like the front cover front cover of uh, the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and it was just it was a lot of fun and. You get to, and you get free stuff too. They like throw free things at you free books, free loot, free pencils. They literally throw free books at you. Yes. Especially when you do something really wrong, hard. they throw the book you at you. You get a book, and you get a book, and you get a book, yeah. My book's 1,500 pages, and it's hardbound. Ah! My pancreas. <laughs> I un- I un- I unfortunately didn't get a book, which I got sucks. a fun cushion. But like, I saw a lot of people that Don't have talk got. About those. I, that's not funny, Patrick. Not mm-hmm. funny at all. Um, <coughs> I've had three. I've had. N- I've had. Four. I probably had one, but I don't remember. I've had three. Um, but it's just fun. There's forget? a convention for everybody, and it's it was a really cool experience. I would definitely do it again. And the second one, it's a little serious, but I'll try to keep it short and somewhat sweet the past couple of <laughs> Patrick, no um the past couple of weeks there's been a lot of unfortunate deaths and um depression and mental health is a real serious thing and if you need somebody there's always someone out there for you don't be afraid to say something um mental health is a big thing for me not just because i i you know i went to school to have a degree in psychology but it's such a it's a such a serious topic and people still say it's taboo and they don't talk about it well you know what maybe we need to start talking about it and it's depression's a real thing and if you're feeling lonely there's somebody out there to talk to you don't don't be afraid to say something talk to somebody there's hotlines i think if any of anybody in our like podcasting community is feeling down I think any of us would say something like talk to us like I have no problem talking to anybody about the most random shit but just note that you know we're all here together and we're a community we're all family and we're friends and you're not alone so sorry to I just wanted to throw that out there because it's a really important issue and I think it's 
something that we need to talk about and like hey like spread the love we're all here for you guys so that's it i kind of want to piggyback off of that for two seconds if you don't mind yeah so you know kind of taking a slightly (laughs) more serious tone um you know there's a lot of negativity out there and Mm -hmm. just nastiness and Mm -hmm. you know we as a whole as a human race have not been treating people kindly and I mm-hmm. see that on social media, which is why I've kind of taken a step back mm-hmm. recently. Um, you know, we, we see that with our everyday interactions. Be kind out there, kids. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe don't rag on someone's film choices. Maybe, you know, that friend that you always make fun of because, hey, that's what we do. It's so-and-so. We make fun of them. Maybe don't do that for a day. Mm-hmm. You know, because... I swear to God, like even your strong friends are going through things. And yep. even though you think it may not bother somebody, it may bother that person. They just don't want to let it show. They just don't want to kind of let you in and, you know, w- potentially ruin that friendship or, or you know, speak up and cause a, cause a scene or, or, or whatever. But... Just be kind out there and and check on your strong friends and, you know, just maybe reach out and tell somebody how much they mean to you, you know, and and maybe just instead of of ragging on that one friend, maybe just let it slide for today. And, you know, maybe when you see an opinion on social media and, you know, you disagree, think to yourself, well, you know, I may not have liked that movie, but there's also people in Flint, Michigan who don't have clean water and there are 1500 children still missing from, you know, our, our books. And there are still people out there who are, are suffering and some people uh, are suffering in silence. So just be kind. Yeah, I think that's good advice. So well, thank you, thank you, Patrick. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, Patrick. Patrick. No, what do you mean? Why do you want me to like you know start saying something that cheapens what you guys just said? No, I'm just going to agree with you and like move it on. See, don't be mean to me. <sighs> Whatever. But anyway, like Kristen, they just say all these nice thank things. Thank you for and coming on the show. You're right awesome, after. and we would love to have you back on the show whenever you want to come back. Talk about well, whoever you want to talk about. Alrighty, sounds good. If you ever want to find Nemo, let me know. We can do that. All hail the Lizard Queen. (laughs) (laughs) I am the Lizard Queen. (laughs) And so I think, uh, yeah, thanks, Kristen. That was uh, definitely uh, nice to have you on. And I hope that you enjoyed. I'm uh, sorry if we kept you up past your bedtime recording. <laughs> I will try to get us home as quickly but safely as possible. That's okay. Nicole's going to drive 141 miles an hour. Yes, that's what I do. That's how fast the That's Toyota what I get Corolla for working for go. Shield. She has a rocket engine in her trunk. <laughs> but I think with that being said, we, we will, will see you next, next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs>